All right. Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing a Horrorish podcast. With me is Laura. Hi. And Greg. Hey, what's happening? And I'm your host, Rob. How's everybody doing? Great. Yeah. Really good. Really good? You're doing really good, Greg? Yeah. It's because we're doing your, your movie all this right. week, so you're excited? It's because I'm surrounded by all these plants, and I feel like plants in an indoor setting just liven the mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I think it is? I think you've had a lot of practice because you had to go to bat for the faculty. And so you're you're set up for success for this movie. Oh, yeah. I, I'm yeah. definitely used to pushing that boulder up the hill. So we're going to do it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, uh, you know, decor and kind of what we have going on right now. Uh, so we all got a little bit of what we're kind of wearing. I'm, I'm the only one I think wearing stuff, I guess. Uh, but Laura and... Greg have uh, plants and trees and Greg, is that a bonsai? Yeah. <laughs> a little bonsai plant behind you. Greg is a, Greg sure is, is. Greg's going to try to sweep Laura's leg. He's going to try to take, <laughs> take her leg out. You know, when she starts yelling at him. Um, yeah. So they got that. Greg has a, a green shirt, I guess, representing the earth and recycling and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't have any of that. I just. I have like a kind of floral shirt on. I have a yellow flower in my ear. That's kind of what I represent uh, right now, and what I bring to the pod. Um, let's um, let's let's see what we're drinking then. See what yeah. we're drinking now. So let me uh, let me get that drop going here. What's in the cups? Okay, so uh, Laura, what are you drinking? I think you've already been drinking for like an hour or so. I've been drinking. Okay, it's been a minute since I have drank uh, before recording. But I felt like with this movie, I had to. So anyway, in one part of the movie that we are about to review, this creepy old lady says to Mark Wahlberg, Why you I and my lemon drink? And I just had to make myself a spiked sparkling lemonade. And it is so good. Wow. Nice. Nice. That sounds super refreshing. Super refreshing. Hmm. All right. uh, So I'm drinking a, in in honor of Mark Wahlberg, I'm drinking a Samuel Adams Boston lager, you know, Uh, got my, got my drink here, got my beer. Let me open it up. Uh, All right. So I got my drink here. Oh, I was going to ask like, Greg, can you do a Boston accent? You know, do a Boston accent, Greg? Oh, trust me, you'll 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 get it later. Oh yeah, oh, okay. I want it. I want it now. I want it now and later. Y'all will come out to the Boston Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there you go. There you go. I, I you mean, got you can, it. that was you got it. That was that was Mark. Why, that was Mark Wahlberg. Everybody, I agree to here. do these things. Oh wow. Uh, okay. Uh, so, what are you drinking, Greg? What are you drinking? I'm continuing the green theme. Um, Ooh. It, it's a uh, juiced up celery. Kale, um, a little bit of pear juice, lemon, lime, and vodka. Oh, okay. At least there's vodka in there. Uh, oh, <laughs> you just died. Greg's dead. That's got <laughs> a good aftertaste, but the the first bit is pretty strong. Oh my god! Wow. All right, so that's everybody's drinks. Uh, so now we're on to like updates, anything from past shows. So do you guys have any shout outs from anything you heard on Instagram or Twitter or other people you know? Uh, anything there? Nothing from me. Mm-hmm. No, nothing, nothing. Um, okay, cool, cool. I know I know. we were talking a little bit before we started recording here. Just we've got a lot of new 
Twitter followers and a lot of new Instagram followers, which is always cool. Um, you know, more people listening to us and more people just following us. So it's always cool. So if anybody that is listening that is not on Twitter, Instagram, you can always find us at at conjecturing pod on both. Um, you can follow us, subscribe, check out what we're doing. We post a lot of pictures. I say stupid things on Twitter all the time. Uh, you know, <laughs> so kind of follow along with us. So it's always cool. Uh, what about anything from last week's episode scream? Do you guys have anything from that? No, it was perfect. No. You're still you're still on the high of scream, Laura. Mm-hmm. I you know, thank God, because knowing that this movie was coming, it's good that we're coming off of a high. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. That's Something true. to grab onto, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's another end sound bite. Good. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh all right, so let's get to the little bit of the movie we're gonna be talking about here. Uh so we're doing uh 2008's The Happening. Um, so this was Greg's movie's choice. So Greg, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Laura liked that one. Laura liked it. <laughs> I drank almost came out. I, I yeah. picked it cause, um, basically just out of a uh, curiosity, I remember watching this movie and leaving the theater and everyone literally hated it. Everyone was laughing at it. They thought it was so dumb. And I remember walking out thinking, like, why did I kind of enjoy it? And everybody didn't. Um, and so I have literally not seen it since then. So when we came up with our original list, that always stuck out in my head as like, I, I remember liking it. Um, and why didn't others? And I know that it's a notoriously panned movie. You know, it's just horribly rated. Um, so I really wanted to kind of reconcile my memory with that. So figured we'd watch it. Nice, nice. I mean, I, I definitely have some of those on my list too, Greg, where... Like I, I either liked or didn't like something and I just wanted to revisit it. Uh, this one, this one, like you said, for example, I think I said at the end of last week's pod that I definitely do remember seeing the happening in theaters, but my perspective was just, I, I went in beforehand knowing that there was such a bad review on it. And so I didn't, wasn't sure if that kind of swayed my opinion while watching the movie. So I was kind of excited to watch it again this week. Um, just to see if anything had changed in the way I, I viewed this movie, especially the way we break it down. It always changes a little bit of the way I, I look at things now, but um, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the movie bit. Let's uh, let's get to our little, uh, little quick segment here. So let's get to our horror-ish segment of the week. All right. So this week I got a game. I got a game for these two this week. Um, so we're going back to M night or M not this game yes. is coming back. We we did this game on episode two, I believe. Episode two, we did M Night or M Nots. I'm putting a, I'm putting a little spin on it though. This one's titled M Night or Marky Mark. Yes. So a little a little spin. So you know, Laura's Laura's excited right now. Okay. Excited. <laughs> oh, Greg. I'm so excited. I'm so toast. I don't know shit about Marky Mark. I know a lot about Marky Mark. Okay, well, well, this isn't this isn't about like you know what type of underwear he wears or anything like that, Laura. So come on. uh, So so this one, what we're gonna do is similar to M Night or M Not though. Is I'm gonna name an actor, and you have to tell me if that actor was in an M Night movie or was a co-star of Marky Mark. Oh. So does that make sense? All okay. right. So, oh, wow. sure does. Um, so you'll pretty um, much you'll you'll get one uh, point if you can name which if he was in an M Night movie or a Marky or if it was a co-star Marky Mark, and then you'll get one point also if you can name the movie 
Mm. Um, another another quick change I made too is there's two wild cards. So one of the wild cards is going to be an actor that has not been in either, um, and then the other wild card is going to be an actor that has been in both. That has mm. also worked Ooh. with him and been in an M Night movie. So there's two wild cards, and the wild cards are worth uh, five points. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So let's get going here. So we got M Night or Marky Mark. Okay. So let's start with Greg. Let's start with Greg. You know, I feel like Greg needs a needs a Greg needs a, a leg up right now. He's, he's already feeling a little behind. Um, yeah. Throw me a softball. Yeah. I'll give you give you an easy one here, Greg. Okay. All right. So let's start with the first actor here. Okay. So first actor is Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. That's M Night. Okay, M Night. <laughs> M Night. Okay, correct. M Night. Okay, correct. M Night. Okay, so one point for Greg. One point for Greg. Let me get out my tally here. Sorry. I right, came over. I win. Um, oh, I forgot, uh, Greg. Uh, so you got Samuel Jackson correct uh, for one point, but can you name the movie? Oh, gla- um, Unbreakable. Glass. <laughs> Correct, correct. Okay, so yeah. two points. Two points for Greg. Two I did not say glass. He was like gla- uh, unbreakable. <laughs> he, he was in glass, though, too. He was in glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So Boom. Laura's, Boom. Laura's Check turn. Check it down. Laura's turn, okay? Laura. <laughs> okay, you ready, yep. Laura? Okay. I'm uh, ready. Ready? Uh, Kurt Russell. <laughs> oh, Marky Mark, baby. Marky Mark? Okay, yep. correct. Correct, Marky Mark. Can you, na- can you name the movie? Oh my god! You know the movie um, that Mark Wahlberg and Kurt Russell were in together. Uh, Deepwater Horizon. Correct. Wow. Correct. Oh, correct. Oh god, wow, man. That was a, that you, was made a deep, a, you made a face. You made mm-hmm. a face. Shit. That was that was definitely a, that was definitely a deep pull. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Yeah. What do you mean? Right. I've seen that movie. How am I supposed oh, to I compete with this? Yeah. That was okay. Okay. Was pro. Back to Greg. Yeah. Back to Greg here. Greg, K, you ready, Greg? Oh yeah. Okay, you back to great. Okay, uh, Walking Phoenix. <laughs> this game is M. bullshit. M Night, and that is signs. Okay. Two to one. <laughs> Correct. This Correct. game is such Two bullshit. He got Samuel Jackson and Walking Phoenix, and Two I points. got Kurt Two. Russell. <laughs> Two yeah, everyone knows Kurt Russell's movies. Two points wow. for Greg. Two you know what, Rob? I see Executive you're playing decision. dirty. You're no, playing no. dirty tonight. No, that's just that's, that's the order it was in. It's the order it was in. You know? Okay. Sure. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Laura, your turn, Laura. Okay. Uh, let's see, Laura. How about uh, Tony Collette? Ooh, M Night. M Night, correct. M Night. All right. Can you mm-hmm. name the movie? Uh, Six Sense. Correct. Correct. Oh, see, Laura. See, I gave you an easier one. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's still pretty. You have eh, to really know. know the Six Sense. Yeah. I definitely gave Greg the two easiest ones on my list. <laughs> You motherfucker. <laughs> all right, back to Greg. Okay, Greg, your softballs are gone, Greg. I don't got any softballs left, that's all. <laughs> you, you, you don't have any softballs anymore? No, I don't. They're gone. I'm ballless. That's it, man. It's, it's oh, hard balls now, baby. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Greg. Okay, you ready, Greg? Yeah, I'm okay. warmed up. Hit me. Uh, how about Donnie Wahlberg? So Mark Wahlberg's brother, Donnie Wahlberg. So was he an M. Night movie or was he in a Marky Mark movie? Ask a he question. was in. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yes, Laura. Uh-huh. Oh, you want to speak up? Nope. Even though it's not turn. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I, I mean, I had a question, what, but no, no, no. Go let's ahead. Let's see what the peanut gallery has no, to no, say. No, go ahead. What's up? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what's up. Mark Wahlberg is what's up. That's the answer to that question. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> sorry, Greg. Sorry. Mm-hmm. My sorry. question was, what happens when someone gets it wrong? <laughs> 
Uh, uh, no, there's no steal because it's a 50-50. There's no steal. How is he not in the... He was in, he was in the Sixth Sense. Dude, he, he lost hella weight. He was that crazy guy in the very beginning of the Sixth Sense who killed him. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah barely yeah. remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Okay, all right, let's get moving here. Okay, back to Laura now. Okay, Laura, how about uh, Jesse Eisenberg? What? <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg, M. Night or Marky Mark? I don't remember M. Night doing uh, Social Network, huh? No, you didn't? No. I mean, he has a social commentary on everything. Um, I've seen a lot of Mark Wahlberg movies, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go M. Night. You're going to go M. Night? Yeah. Wow, correct. I can't believe you got that one. Wow, correct. Can you name the movie? What? I mean... What what M. Night movie was Jesse Eisenberg in? This one surprised me. I don't remember this at all, but there was one M. Night movie that had all these weird people, and they were, like, more or less extras, and that was The Village. There was, like, a ton of people in that movie. Correct. Correct. The Village. Mm-hmm. Yes! He was in the village. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't remember him either. He must have been some. Was he one of the? Oh, was he like the guard at the gate or uh, on the? Dude, on the there wall? are so many. If you like look That's at insane. anyone's IMDb, I can't tell you how many people were in the village. And I, I've only seen that movie once, and I'm like, what? I don't remember you being in that movie. Exactly. Oh, it's got that guy from oh. Funny Games too. Yes, yeah. the Funny Games guy. That's yes. right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Man, I don't remember Jesse Eisenberg. I didn't man, either. You're killing it. That's Laura. why I was you surprised. Just, might as well just give her the game, man. This is. He's definitely not in any Mark Wahlberg movie, though. Like. Yeah. Okay. All right. Back to Greg's turn. Back to Greg's turn. Okay, Greg. Uh, your next actor is Justin Long. <laughs> He's the wild card. He was in neither. Correct. Correct. Okay, so Greg gets Boom. five points. Five points for Greg. Okay. Okay, but are you going to give him... You said there were two wild cards. Are you going to give him both of them? We'll see how the game goes. <laughs> we'll see how much he's down at the end. <laughs> I will quit the podcast if you do that. I will quit. He's not giving them to me. I'm earning them. He did, he did earn that one. He technically got yeah. it right. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, back to Laura. <laughs> back to Laura. Okay, Laura. Uh, okay, uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Is that M. Knight or Marky Mark? Marky Mark. Correct. Okay, Marky Mark. Can you name the movie? Transformers. Uh, uh, yes, correct. I'll give it to you. I was going to make you name the actual which transformers but that you would... were going to or you you will no no it's okay i gave you justin long greg so i'm not gonna bust your balls more <laughs> <laughs> yeah correct correct so it was transformers the last night anthony hopkins was it was in i would one. have never been able to pull up the last night no. in my mind so yeah all right all right so back to greg now okay let's give greg the other five point question okay all right. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, okay, let's go with uh, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, Greg. M. Night or Marky Mark? I'm so annoyed. This is so rigged. You know why she's rigged? so annoyed? Because that's the other asterisk. She was in neither. Wrong. Wrong. No. Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver's in the village. She's a decent oh, role in the village. Oh, mm-hmm. you're so yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Oh man, sorry, Greg. Too many actors in that movie. I can't keep track of them all. Yep, yep. All right, Greg. Okay. All right, back to Laura. Back to Laura. Okay, Laura, are you ready? 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Next actor, Mel Gibson. Oh, please, <laughs> please, <laughs> please get out of here with that. Get out of here with that question. Laura's <laughs> like dancing. Mm-hmm. Is uh-huh. it both? Correct. Both. Correct. Correct. Can you name both movies? I can. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! We just watched this. He's in Daddy's Home Two. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the most obscure answer I've ever heard on this podcast. I just watched it because mm-hmm. I really wanted. So we really liked Daddy's Home, and then we watched the second one, and it was garbage. But anyway, <laughs> that's beside the point. Um, and then, of course, he's in Signs. Correct. Correct. Wow, I thought maybe I was going to stump you on the Daddy's Home two part. Rob, if it makes you feel any better, you stumped me because I, <laughs> I didn't know you were involved. Oh, that's funny. We watch a funny. lot of comedies, so. Yeah, okay. And we watch All a right. lot of Mark Wahlberg movies, actually. Like, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think my husband might have a crush on Mark Wahlberg. Okay, this is the final one here for Greg. Uh, we got the final question. We got uh, Greg with nine and Laura with 13. Um, okay, last one. Do me right, Rob. Give me the... <laughs> so this is going to be a... Give me the money ball. This is going to be a five-point question. This will be a five-point question here for, for Greg. Okay. What? <laughs> five-point question here, okay? All right. Uh, so I'm going to give you the actor, okay? And you have to name both the movies that, that, that he was in. So oh. one one of them is going to be one of them is going <laughs> to calm down Laura. One of them is going to be an M Night movie and one is going to be a Marky Mark movie, okay? So, all right. Okay. Okay, you ready? Okay. Uh so the actor is Paul Giamatti. Yep. The one I so, was thinking of. Do you know both the movies that he was in? This is for the for the win. Give me a moment. Give me a moment. <laughs> channel channel your plants, Greg. Channel the plants around you. Mm-hmm. Get that, get that bonsai going. Get that bonsai and your crisp, your Christmas tree. Apparently, I hate you guys so much. I've got the M Night one, I, but like I said, I don't know anything about Marky Mark's movies. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what's let's do the first one. Then what's the uh, for for two and a half points? What's the M Night movie? All right, I'm gonna get my two and a half points. That's Lady in the Water. Okay, correct, correct. Okay, okay. Right now the score is thirteen to eleven and a half. Okay. All right, Greg, you need half a point. <laughs> can you, oh, come on, can come you, can on, you get on, any on. aspect of this other Marky Mark movie that Paul Giamatti was in? Yeah, yeah, I got this. I got this. And uh, I'm not giving you any, I'm not giving you any help. I'm not giving you any help. Uh, sideways? Wrong. Sideways? Wrong. There's no Marky Mark in Sideways. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wrong, Laura. The Departed. The Departed. No, sorry. The, the Departed would have been a better guess because there's everybody in that movie. Laura, do you want to tell them? Do you know the answer, Laura? I do. What's the answer, Laura? This is Laura? the one I thought when you said there's a wild card. Uh, Planet mm-hmm. of the Apes. Correct. Planet of the Apes. Planet oh. of the Apes. Wow. Oh, so Laura gets the win there. Come on, come on, come on. Good job, Laura. Bravo. This really worked out in my favor because I thought it was going to be just like the first game and I was like, I'm not going to... Mm-hmm. get this right with M. Until, until it until marky mark was 50 percent of the questions and you're ready added mm-hmm. the marky mark yeah dude we mm-hmm. like kind of love marky mark yeah i didn't know that man i didn't know that beforehand yeah that's crazy so congratulations laura you won the game you run you won the m night or marky mark game good job good job greg this was a, this was a good game though 
Mm-hmm. This is good. I lost by one. Yeah, it was yeah. a, it was it was a good game because I made it a good game. <laughs> you did make it a good game. Yeah, I know. Jeez, Rob, oh you didn't God. have to say that. I'm like fucking. I'm like Alex Trebek, but he's like Alex Trebek is doing all the work. Shit. You mm-hmm. are Alex Trebek. Mm-hmm. I know, man. Okay. All right. Well, good job. Good job. You tried, Greg. Good job. You got to You got to do more research again on on Planet of the Apes movies and and Marky Mark and stuff like that. You know. All right, so let's uh, so that's it for the game this week. Uh, if anybody wants to email in or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, uh, email conjecturingpod at gmail. You can let me know any other Marky Mark movies that I left off the list uh, that I can add oh. for next time, maybe. Well, well, Laura knows them all apparently, so you know maybe we can <laughs> maybe I'll just maybe we'll just forward it to Greg so Greg can do some more research. I mean, we'll do it that way. Um, Even if you gave me all the answers, let's let's be honest, guys, I wouldn't have won that game. <laughs> I know it's true. It's true. Had uh, two pretty easy ones off the bat. I was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had. I did look at my my M Night movies before, and I was ready to hit you with Wide Awake or <laughs> you know Glass, oh, some random ass dude. I'm Defender. yeah. You would have won because I thought it was going to be the same game, mm-hmm. and I did no research because I was like, "Dude, it's fine. Whatever." Like I don't know, M Night does not. I should deserve... have known something. Rob always has a twist ready yeah. for us. Yeah, just like M Night, man. I got to put a twist there at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of a twist, let's get to the movie this week. Uh, so now it's time to water the plants. Let's water the plants, <sighs> and let's get to our movie this week. Uh, twist or not, I'm not really sure yet. We'll get into it. Um, so, like we said, we're doing uh, we're doing the happening 2008. Uh, spoiler warning up front. Um, we already talked about director M. Night Shyamalan. This movie's budget was $48 million. It, it brought in $163 million, so that's actually really good, you know? Um, most of those people, I guess, didn't get that word of mouth before going in and seeing it again, but, you know? Um, what else do we got? We have some interesting facts here from Laura. So do you want to do some interesting facts, Laura? Was, yes. it, was this very, like, tedious for you to have to look up interesting facts for this movie? No. It wasn't like Scream where you were like super excited to do them. No, it was fine. You liar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm trying here, okay? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, So we all know that M. Night likes to make cameos in his films. And this is actually the first time where he doesn't make a physical cameo. However... Every time uh, Zoe Deschanel's character, Alma, answers the phone to Joey, that's M. Night's voice in the background. Oh, he's Joey. He's Joey. Yeah. Okay. Um, The movie tagline was, we've sensed it, we've seen the signs, now it's happening, which clearly is a throwback. (laughs) That That feels like we created that for one of our memes, man. Right? It's so yeah, that, sad. Was, that was Graves. Graves did that shit. Graves <laughs> did, clearly made that tagline. Yeah, maybe maybe in his it's, maybe in his so uh, self serving. Maybe in his his previous life before he died, he was in advertising and he made that meme. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. maybe. Then he died. Uh, and now we have him in a coffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite fun fact about this movie is that Mark Wahlberg admitted that he regrets working on this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like he said it was a really bad movie. Fuck it. It is what it is. You can't blame me for not wanting to try to play a science teacher. At least I wasn't playing a cop or a crook. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, and then the other one I wanted to talk about was that the film was nominated for four Golden Raspberry Awards, oh. mm-hmm. which is Worst Picture, Worst Actor for Mark Wahlberg, Worst Director, and Worst Screenplay. Ouch. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man, that's actually, those are legit awards as much as I love this movie. Yeah. You love <laughs> this movie. Okay. All right. Oh, man. All right. We're starting, we're starting fire here. Uh, is, is that all? Is that the, all the interesting facts, Laura? Yes. So this was, this was an award winning movie. Okay, good. All right. Let's get, let's move on. Okay. All right. Right. <laughs> Where do they hand out the, those bad awards? At? Do they actually hand those out, or they're just like nah. s- just mess around? They're at, they're at like the it? Sheraton or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like for the cast of this movie, we already talked about Mark Wahlberg's in this movie, Zoe de Chanel, who I forgot was in this movie. What? Uh, How do you forget she's in this movie? I only remembered Mark Wahlberg and John Leguizamo. They're the ones I remembered from this movie. I forgot who the who the woman was in this movie. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah. Mark Wahlberg, Zoe Deschanel, John Leguizamo, and then you get to a bunch of people who I don't know, except the guy from, what, Kendall from Succession? Yes! Oh, yeah. my God! <laughs> Wasn't that shocking? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy it Strong? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was crazy. Like, watch it, re-watching it, I was like, oh, shit, that's Kendall. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that was probably the most excited you got during the whole that movie. That was right? the most excited <laughs> I got in the whole movie, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's uh let's get to uh synopsis. So Laura, you oh, want to do synopsis? Uh the happening begins with a very strange phenomenon, which begins in uh Central Park, I believe, of New York City. Um, and people start to act confused. They're they're either stopped in their tracks or they're walking backwards, um, and then they begin killing themselves. And we have our two main characters, which is Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel. And they're trying to get as far away from this like mass suicide as possible. Um, but it, it continues to happen everywhere and attack everyone around them. Um, and as the strange phenomenon reveals itself, we find out that it's literally plants uh, that are sending a neurotoxin into the air <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know what just run whenever the wind is blowing that's all you have to know <laughs> just run yeah okay good synopsis laura good synopsis you know don't do spirit fingers like laura just did that that will do nothing for you <laughs> while you're running <laughs> um man let's uh, let's start with let's start with greg here let's let greg start oh god let's, what do you what do you think greg where do you want to start with this movie you know i i actually think we ought to go through it is um sequentially uh, what no uh, you could start it man start it off start it off we'll kind of jump around we'll see what we can do no I don't, we'll, see, we'll see where the wind takes us okay oh <laughs> uh there seem to be a, a few major segments in the movie the first part is just trying to figure out what the heck is going on and getting people's reaction to a sudden panic ma- mass hysteria and, and panic um i actually i thought the intro was um was really good um <laughs> <laughs> Laura's already like laughing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Greg is like one minute into his little spiel and Laura's already laughing. <laughs> All right, put her on mute. Put, put her on mute. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Okay. Um yeah, so I, I thought actually the first thing I, I liked was was the music coming into it. Um Laura, unmute yourself. Kinda... Unmute yourself, Laura. Come on. 
Unmute yourself. You told me to mute. So no, Greg, Greg told you to mute yourself, but I'm the host, damn it. We need to hear that laughter in the background. Oh okay, my Greg. God. The music, okay. It was actually kind of a long intro. I didn't like that, but the music was cool. It was kind of airy. It was a little bit mysterious. Uh, the, I, first of all, you know, um, the whole movie was, the acting was, was whack, I, I got to say. So I'm not even going to, like, go to bat for that. And it really, like, it, it sunk a lot of the movie. So that aside, okay, just the, the beginning and, uh, you know, trying to introduce that something weird is going on was cool. Seeing in Central Park, you know, just a bunch of people stop at the same time and kind of act weirdly was something that we hadn't seen in movies. And um, uh, this concept of killing yourself was definitely new and you see that a few times in the in the first i don't know third of the movie uh, a lot you know um you don't know what's happening and but suddenly you get this neurotoxin that's coming at you through the air and you just that's it the lights shut off in your brain and you just start to you do the, the, the most immediate thing that uh to kill yourself which is really creepy i don't recall ever seeing that in any movie um so I don't know. I just I like that aspect of it, uh, at least through the first half of it, seeing, uh, you know, it, some of it was gratuitous, the way that they did it and it made you question it. But um, like the one of the first ones you see are the are the construction workers like jumping off the top off the building. Um, that was really creepy, honestly, because it this is what, what year was this movie released? Two thousand was it two thousand eight? I think. It feels like it, it wasn't that far uh, removed from 9-11. And this movie felt so much like it was, it had a lot of 9-11 in it, but that's the mm-hmm. problem. <laughs> yeah, like the whole mass hysteria. They, had a, they were trying to blame terrorists. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the, one of the early theories in the movie. Yeah. So um, seeing that first part, I thought it was really messed up. Um, but of course, like what... As a horror movie, you have to shock people strongly right away. So I thought that was uh, M Night did that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go next, Laura? Or do you want me to go? Do you want me to be the buffer? Be the buffer between you two? You're gonna be a buffer. You guys are so full of shit, dude. <laughs> I'm not. No, I know. I, no. Let me go, Laura. Then we can go to you. All right. I mean, definitely, like Greg talked about. Uh, the the only thing that really I wouldn't even say saves this movie. I'm not even gonna say that because that's that's way too far. You know, the only thing I, I guess I really do like about this movie is the premise. The premise is a really good premise. It's it's a great premise of a movie. You know, I, I know M. Night had this idea in his head of this movie. And, you know, I think I read some stuff about that. He he was researching algae in the oceans, that this is something they do to kill certain fish that are in their area. So that's how he kind of came up with the idea of why the plants would do this to us. Um, so like the premise itself about like the environment and trees, like, you know, fighting against us, which we've been destroying them for centuries. Like that's a cool premise. You know, that's a cool premise. Um, I do agree with Greg, like the actual, uh, violence in the movie is super jarring, you know? And it, I mean, it's weird to say those are my favorite, my favorite parts of the movie, just because the rest of it is not great. So every time there is one of the jarring scenes, it's pretty fucked up. So it makes it kind of like somewhat enjoyable. Like when, like Greg said, when they're falling off the building, it's like, holy shit. Um, the part where they're showing people that hung themselves, it's just fuck. It's just jarring, you know? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the only other thing, you know, I, I definitely agree with Greg. I do like the opening. I thought the opening was pretty good, like setting up everything. Right, right before you see Mark Wahlberg talk, it's a pretty decent movie. And then when Mark Wahlberg starts talking, you're like, fuck, this is stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know... I do enjoy the opening and I do enjoy parts of this movie. I agree with Greg that the acting for, for you actors that are good actors, Mark Wahlberg is not a bad actor. Zoe Deschanel is not a bad actor. Like their acting in this movie is so weird and it's so like just odd. Like if they were directed to act that way, then it would make somewhat sense. I don't know. But it's just so weird the way that they act in this movie. So I do agree with Greg that the acting is not great at all, which is 90% of a movie, sadly. Um, So what about you, Laura? What do you think about kind of overall thought and opening to this movie a bit? Listen, I will give you guys this. The concept is cool, for sure. Uh, It's a very cool concept. However, when you watch a movie, it's not just what is told to you it's how it's told right and mm-hmm. how this movie is told which unfortunately is reflection all on m night Shyamalan, is this was horrid i mean it, the the story was not told well so yes obviously biggest gripe is acting i mean i've seen a lot of mark Wahlberg films and my opinion is that he should always stick with comedy he is so good in comedy, mm. like Ted. Oh my God, so funny! And I really like Zoe Deschanel a lot. Mm-hmm. I think she's also a good actress. And the fact that this seems to be like their career lows, it makes me think that this is M Night, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is him. Like you said, Rob, he is directing the actors this way. Uh, the acting was horrible, and it and it even though yes. They were the biggest problem. They're the main characters. Their acting was completely horrible. But the problem is, is that there were some very jarring scenes that are really cool to watch as a horror fan, but the acting continuously took me out of those scenes. So for example, I would have normally thought that construction scene was so badass. Like, holy shit, they're all mm-hmm. just jumping off the building. They, they're all up there working. Now they're falling off the building, jumping off. However, you zone in on one worker and he does not, he is not that frightened. He's mm-hmm. not that emotional. He's just like, oh no, they're jumping. Oh my God, this is crazy. And that is just like, it just completely sets off the rest of the film. It just, it took me out of every scene because the acting was so horrible. There, there were scenes where like, like I said, this is very reminiscent of 9-11. Why, why isn't everyone more afraid? Why isn't everyone freaking out more? This is such a good opportunity for actors to just be showing so much range and like emotion and fear. And it's like everyone was just very monotone and not that scared. So, so that. It's just, yeah, unfortunately, it took me out of these scenes that normally would have been like, okay, this is really an interesting scene and this is really cool. And so it's it's hard because I think M. Night had a good idea. I think he had some cool images in his head, but unfortunately, he doesn't know how to execute. And I think that he does not have anyone working for him that knows how to execute these types of things. So, Well, he, we know that the three of us know that he can direct 
right? Yeah. He's done well. On, what, like, what do you guys think went wrong with this is probably one of the areas where I agree strongly with, with the two of your gripes on this movie. Like what, what happened? Like, I don't bro, know. What do, you, what do you think? Like, well, what the heck happened? My, my whole thing after watching this movie, because like I said, it's just, it is such a, it's such a bad movie. So you're trying to figure out, like you said, it, these are good actors. This is a good director. He's made multiple movies that are great. You know, most of them are good, but there's great movies in there. He knows yeah. what he's doing. So to see this movie, you're trying to figure out like what's going on. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I could find by doing research and trying to read articles is a couple of quotes that he said and a couple of things that people Ugh. have said is, is that he he went into this movie and he wanted to make a B movie. He wanted he he wanted to make this movie more like the blob of the 1950s, which is kind of like half joking, half serious. And so that's the only thing I can think is maybe he was directing them to act certain ways that are supposed to be funnier. You know, I don't that's the only thing I can find that is even close to a reason why this movie is the way it is, you know, and, and that alone is like super, like it somewhat, it doesn't really make sense, but the only thing I could find that is like, maybe, you know, cause I found a couple people, I went to search for people that actually like this movie because I mean, we'll, we're just going, our, our, our um, order here is all off, but we're talking about it now. So the Rotten Tomato score for this movie, the audience score is 18%. And the critic score is 24%. So that's super, that's like definitely the lowest we've ever had, of course. So, <laughs> so I wanted to know like what the people that do like this movie, like what are they spotting out? And the, definitely the, both the people I saw, you know, these were, these were just uh, critic reviews were people that kind of said that, said that they went into this, looking at this, like it was a B movie or like it was, um, you know, not a spoof, but not a serious movie. And they said they took it as like a joke and they laughed through a lot of the bad acting because they thought it was meant to be like that. Whether you want to kind of compare it to Killer Clowns a bit, you you could. Oh, you're both, shaking, you're both shaking your head. Okay. It doesn't seem like it, it. It didn't seem intentional to me. No, That's weird exactly. that he would say that. I, so we're already at this point. I did not. I purposely did not read this this trivia this was something Rob threw on as trivia is like why M night made this movie. And I didn't read it because I call fucking bullshit. You guys, (laughs) first of all, Mm -hmm. this movie came out and all the reviews came out about how terrible it is and how this is the worst of M night's career. And then he comes out and says, Oh guys, this was a B rated film. This was supposed to be like a dark comedy and it wasn't until after all the bad reviews came out, after mm-hmm. all the screenings, and it's like so, cl- like you said, Greg, it is so clear that this was intentional. I, I mean, they were intentionally in a horror film. They were not intentionally funny. This movie mm-hmm. took itself seriously. So mm-hmm. M. Night is full of shit, and it reminds <laughs> me a lot of and greg and i have talked about this uh not on the podcast it reminds me of the whole thing with the room you know Mm -hmm. that was a movie made by some by a director (laughs) slash actor and he went into it feeling like it was a very serious film and then when they screened it everyone just laughed and laughed and then he stood up and was like oh thanks thanks for coming to my comedy 
Yeah. And that is exactly what M Knight is doing with this movie by coming out later. And another thing to back up this theory is that people so let's let's go here like linear, right? You got the sixth sense, which was amazing. You have signs, which most people loved. You have the village, and then you have Lady in the Water, which bombed. And he took he took some time in between Lady in the Water and the happening. And so he definitely tried. He thought this was going to be amazing mm-hmm. and it was going to like jumpstart his career. So all of that, like this was supposed to be a B film. Bullshit. That is such lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely didn't get like the actual dates of when he had these quotes and when they yeah. were and all that stuff. But I mean, that makes sense. Like I said, I was just grasping at straws trying to figure out yeah. what the fuck happened. You know, like what <laughs> happened i'm I'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry we're gonna have to say what happened a lot in this pod but you know it's fucking crazy it's just like we yeah. said just, there's so many things that on paper this should have been a great movie you have mm. the actors you have the director you have everything a good premise but just the the execution was so poor and you just scratch your head of like how why you know, and that's the only thing I can come up with was like, yeah, it was supposed to be this. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying that if he said that after the fact, then he's just trying to save part of his career, yeah, right. you know, and trying to say that. Uh, I mean, the only other thing I really found that was interesting was I didn't know this either, that he uh, M. Night is a very faith based person and he's a Christian. And I guess a lot of this hmm. movie, there's a whole conversation, I guess, that happened online about this movie is were were the trees actually doing anything at all so there's a whole like conversation that people have about this is is it true or not you know there there's part of it that has a conversation about faith and about god and god was doing all this stuff which in essence i guess he would be controlling the trees but part of that to back that up somewhat is another article where m night says that he specifically uh cast mark Wahlberg because mark Wahlberg uh believes in god and there's certain parts in this movie where it says that Mark Wahlberg would do a take and M. Night Shyamalan would ask him, like, what are you thinking about when you're when you're saying these lines? And Mark Wahlberg would say, Jesus. And Mark and M. Night would say, Okay, let's do it again. Let's keep going. So it was very prominent what? on the set of God and religion and Jesus and faith. Oh wow. I, I I didn't pick up on any of that. I didn't pick up on any of the shit either, of course. You I know? don't understand. Like I, I'm trying to just digest what you're saying that he said. Like I don't I don't even remember them mentioning the word God or Jesus in this movie at all. Was it like subtext? I guess it says on here that that M Night was inspired, you know, by reading Albert Einstein's biography. And discovering Einstein had rejected religion at first until eventually he saw the hand of God in the gaps between scientific explanations. And then it says in the happening, Shyamalan tries to recreate this surrender to faith by saying sometimes you just can't explain it when shit happens. Like I I said, it's kind of just talking about if you can't explain something, then it must be God. That's M. Night Shyamalan's take and how he's... He's trying to like explain that in this movie. Somewhat, yeah, somewhat in this movie. Because there's definitely the opening scenes with Mark Wahlberg when he's talking to the students, and he's he's talking to them about the bees and why are they not migrating or or why would they not pollinate this or this or that, whatever his stupid thing was. 
and he's kind of, one student says something about, you know, global warming. Another student says something, what's your fact based? And then another student calls out, oh, we just can't explain it. And then, he, and then Mark Wahlberg is like, yes, you're right. And that's kind of like what they're talking about. And what that's and such a weird thing for a science teacher, though, to say, because like typically a science teacher would say, okay, well, before we knew how lightning formed in the atmosphere, we thought that a guy named Zeus was like throwing down bolts from above the clouds. But then at some point we were able to measure like electrons in the air. And we like, that's how a science teacher I expect would say that. So by making Mark Wahlberg kind of say that, Oh, well, what we don't, we will, Hey, we may never know is a weird thing for a science teacher to say. Yeah. I think, I mean, sure in real life, but I will say that when he said that up front in the beginning of this movie, both the first time I watched it and this time this week, I was like, that's the ending. I knew from the beginning when, when a science teacher is saying some things we just can't explain, especially based off of nature, like science has no answer. I, even though at, when I first saw this movie, I had no idea what was happening yet. I was like, that's the answer. It just is happening. And that's mm-hmm. that. And sure enough, that is what, the move. So that was another kind of thing I had was like, they definitely tell you from the beginning how this movie is going to end. Yeah. Uh, Einstein does have that famous quote that he, it's like something like he says, science without religion is bland and religion without science is blind. I think he was more or less of the opinion that they're both talking about the same thing, but just in different ways and from different angles. Not that like, well, when you don't have one, suddenly you have the other. Um, but that's really interesting. Honestly, that never crossed my mind in this movie. It's, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it's something that, like I said, I just, I read and I kind of researched and not like it has any justification for anything in this movie. If anything, I think if that was part of M. Night's thought process and writing this, he should have put more in there then. Yeah, for you sure. Know, yeah. Absolutely. He should have yeah, put yeah. a lot more in, you know? I mean, if that's your thought and that's something you want to be the undertone, make that the major tone because then maybe this movie would have had more substance to it. That's actually why I thought Signs was so good. It was because he introduced like religion and faith yes. in, in, in such a science-based premise that yes. made you actually question what is the value of one and the other and when they intertwine. I thought, wow, that was that was so great but yeah I, I didn't pick up on that in this movie that's really interesting yeah 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 i mean i don't yeah. think we're gonna have an explanation in the next uh five minutes here so let's uh, <laughs> let's move, let's move let's move on you know it's just like the movie is what it is you know it was a fuck up you either somewhat like it or you somewhat don't um but let's go through some of the little points here we kind of want to talk about uh i definitely want to talk about just mark Wahlberg as a scientist like what the fuck man <laughs> okay i'm gonna let me just jump into like I, I, because we've, we've danced around it. Okay. And, and this is just my gears being grinded on, on the whole thing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Give me the drop, please. Okay. So <laughs> Greg is going to grind the gears. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay. Richard gear. Okay. All right. Greg is going to grind some gears. Okay. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg had some, I thought he had some funny lines and, uh, you know, when he's trying to figure out what's going on and running away, okay, he did a pretty good job. But for the most part, he, you know, what really grinds my gears is just, I don't think 
he knew what the hell was going on, you know, and he what his demeanor and his um his approach to acting, his role was so inappropriate for this movie. I didn't I didn't get it. You know, we all know that he has this like, you know, his eyebrows are always furrowed, like someone just whispered a calculus question in his ear and he's trying to figure it out in every scene, you know. But the thing is like that I uh, what really grinded my gears was he has this like soft high note voice that he that he does throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, sometimes it's appropriate, sometimes it's not, but he does it all the time. And the worst part really was like in the first time you see him, which is ugh. When he talks, mm-hmm. you need to make a first impression on your audience, mm-hmm. right? The first time you see him is probably the worst. I agree. I agree, dude. I I literally thought it was somebody doing an impersonation of Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> it was. I'm gonna. I, I I had to write this quote down. I had to write this quote down. Okay, and I'm gonna say the quote just because it was the first thing that he utters in this movie. He goes. He's just. He's supposed to be a science teacher in front of a class of like high school students, you know. And he goes, you know, it fades in. He goes, look, I don't know if you guys have heard about this article in the new york times about honeybees vanishing well apparently honeybees are disappearing all over the country tens of millions of them just disappearing there's no bodies no sign of them they're just mysteriously gone all right let's hear some theories about why this might be happening i mean it's like fucking say hello to your mother for me i mean every time you see him he's doing this thing and it's like you don't talk to your students that way you say all right, class, there's this article we're going to talk about. I mean, you talk like a teacher. Mm-hmm. And he does this every time. And it's like, and I also, this is kind of the beauty of doing this podcast is you realize a lot of things about yourself. You know, I figured out in this movie that I have a thing, you know, that I realize that I do. It's when I watch people in movies, um, more or less discussing complex topics in conversation, okay? I almost like, subconsciously gauge whether or not they've spent the appropriate amount of time processing what the other person has said to come up with a response. Okay. And um, it's like this detector that I have. Okay. I watch one person say something to the other person. And again, this is where you lose me on Gilmore girls because there's no way. Oh my God. Stop talking about Gilmore girls. (laughs) What? First of all, Great, it's a great show in in its own right, but what I don't like about how oh that that God. idea transposes the movies because people can't come up with such appropriate things to say in that time. So the first thing that he does is start walking down the the, the aisle and, and talking to his students like, "What are the th- what are your theories about why the bees are missing?" The moment that a student comes up with something, he already has an answer. Oh yeah, maybe, but no, because of this, because of that. And you look in his eyes and you can tell he hasn't even thought about what they had said. <laughs> he already has his answer ready to go. And I, I realize that I do this in movies and I find that sometimes having a pause and having just a moment of silence or, uh, you know, an instance of contemplation, just a split second, honestly, adds to the realism. Yeah. And when you have none of that at all, it's just like cuts, 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 you just talk, talk, talk. You really lose me. Um, yeah. So that was that that was a big thing in this movie. Um he had some funny parts, I have to say, that I actually liked. Maybe you guys hated him, some of the famous lines that he has, but this thing that he he kept doing that like hi, sub voice, yeah, yeah, shut up, you know. That really grinded my gears in this movie. Um and I just had to get to that because it's it's so pervasive throughout the movie. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
are you happy? Because <laughs> you just had like a giant grinding gear segment and I don't even mm-hmm. have to talk. Yeah, GGG, Greg's grinding gears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, yeah, right away when he's when you see him as a scientist, it's just it's like the first like minutes of the movie and you're already like you're already out of it. You're already like you're done. You know, it's like this movie can do like nothing right from this point on because that opening is so horrible. You know, other than, of course, the dead people, because that's kind of cool. But right when he starts talking, you're like, oh, are you kidding me? You know, because because I was watching this with my wife. What? Um, yeah, she, she wow. watched this one with me because she hadn't watched it in a long time. And and I was hoping in my mind, like I couldn't really remember back that much about this movie. And I thought maybe it started like pretty good and then it got progressively bad. But right when Mark Wahlberg uh, started talking, I looked at her and I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, this is this is fucking bad shit. I was like, God damn it. You know, um, you know, that part of it is, is M. Night's. He, he, he's right. This is why, okay, Laura, you mentioned the Raspberry Awards, right? One of them was movie, one was acting, the other was screenplay. This is where the screenplay comes in. Like, how well can you deliver these lines? You know, mm-hmm. like, and if you're being directed to do that, like the next scene after that classroom, you know, all the teachers are huddled in the auditorium and they're being explained that uh, some type of event is happening. People are, uh, some type of terrorist event. People are being, um, you know, attacked with like a neurotoxin and there are different signs and they lose their mind and they kill themselves. Uh, the first attack happened in Central Park. And then he out loud announces, Central Park? That's odd. And it's like, <laughs> really? Why? Why is that odd? Why is that more odd than any other city? Mm-hmm. They make, he, he, M. Night's like making them say things that I don't know how you're supposed to deliver. That's like something, honestly, the three of us, we have to agree. If you're in that situation, you're in a group of people and you hear that Central Park is hit, maybe you think, okay, well, a lot of people are there. It makes sense, but you don't know why there as opposed to others. You would like whisper it to yourself. You'd go, man, Central Park, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. You, you wouldn't just announce it without, it, it didn't make sense. Yeah. A lot of the things that people would just announce, like when they were in the diner and that random Asian guy stands up and goes, it looks like it's not happening 90 miles from here. And everybody walks up <laughs> 90 miles in what direction, bro? Like wh- it's so vague. Mm-hmm. Nobody would say that. There's just a lot of lines in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it, a lot of it is, you know, the acting, but the rest of it is how the lines are written. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, speaking of Mark Wahlberg as a teacher, I wanted to ask you guys, like, who would you rather have as your science teacher? Would you rather have Mark Wahlberg as your science teacher would you rather have John Stewart's character from the faculty as your science teacher? Uh, or would you rather have Jack Torrance from the shining as your science teacher? He was a teacher. Oh. He was, a- he was a teacher at one point. Remember that he was a teacher Dude, totally Jack Torrance. That would be so entertaining if you're my science teacher. Oh, really? Hmm. I'm going to say John Stewart. I-, I feel like he's the kind of guy that can get super nerdy about his passion. Yeah, that's true. If he's into science. That's true. He'll, he'll deliver it. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Okay. All right. I'm trying to I'm trying to bring something to this pod other than this movie. So mm-hmm. <laughs> But wait, you know what though? I I could definitely tell you guys about scenes that I liked. Okay, let's do let's do like positives and favorite scenes and let's, let's yeah. try let's try to bring a little bring a little sunlight to these these right. trees. Okay. Let's bring a little sunlight. <laughs> okay. Um Okay. <laughs> You're like, I don't have any. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I have two that I want to talk about. One is not really like I liked the scene, but it was something um, that was intriguing. Was I thought that it, when they approached that boarded up house, 
and it was Mark Wahlberg's character, Elliot, and um, Zoe Deschanel as Alma, and they had the little girl named mm-hmm. Jess, and then they had these two teenage boys with them who were, mm-hmm. you know, teenagers, and they're at this boarded up house trying to get in, because in their mind, let's just get inside. We won't be affected by it out in the elements, right? And the two teenage boys are banging on this house and whoever is inside this home is like, get out of here, get out. We don't want you. Sorry. No way. And so, you know, something's about to happen. And then, but even though, you know, something's about to happen, the fact that a rifle pops out and just blows one kid to smithereens, I was like, holy shit. I mean, that was, that was intense. I was like, wow, now you're adding a, essentially a a catastrophe on top of another catastrophe, which is a very interesting idea. However, both kids die and then they just move on. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is like another example of like, what are you doing with this movie? But okay, so that that was one thing. It was like, that was actually an idea where I was like, oh my God, I really want to know what's going on here. And then it got forgotten. Um, And then the second one is something that had no relevance to the storyline and didn't even need to be there. But I think that all of the scenes at the old lady's house, Mm -hmm. I, I thought that was the scariest part of the movie. I thought she was horrifying. She was mean. She had a lot of secrets. She was a loner. You know, she was recluse. And then um, towards the end of their stay at that house, she had like that creepy doll in her bed. And then that was kind of Mm. a jump scare. He turns around and she's just there pointing at him all crazy, like, get out. And I was like, oh, Yahtzee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Way better than Yahtzee. I felt like she, and then her um, suicide scenes, I thought were, not only good for the storyline because then it's proving that it's no longer groups of people. It's like a single person who is out in the middle of nowhere and it's affecting her. But then the fact that she's going around to her windows and like banging her head, I actually thought that was one of the craziest suicide scenes, even more Mm -hmm. than like the lawnmower and jumping off buildings. And so, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was probably the scariest part of the movie. And even though it had, no relevance overall and didn't even need to be in the movie. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I thought maybe that the old lady scene in the house, I thought maybe that was like a little, I wouldn't say a precursor, but I wonder if that had any effect on M. Night doing the visit. I maybe. wonder if any of that like character <laughs> yeah. and that setting had anything, because there's the whole scene too where they're like eating cookies and the little girl wants a cookie and she like slaps her hand and just the house and the demeanor and like the vibe you get. It's so similar to the visits, especially like, like the creepy scenes. It's like, I wonder if any of that has to, you know, be like, Oh, you know, I really enjoyed writing that scene when I wrote the happening. I wonder if I could like make that into a movie. Mm -hmm. Cause I know he's done that with other movies. I know like when he did glass and when he did split, cause split the movie split technically with James McAvoy, it's actually something he had an idea from when he was writing Unbreakable. And mm-hmm. the character, he couldn't fit it into the script, so we kind of threw it away, but then he came back to it and made a whole movie about it. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that one scene in The Happening spawned the visit. I wouldn't be surprised. It is There's wow. a lot of similarity in, in those two right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Greg? What are some positives or scenes you want to point out that you actually liked? 
I think my my favorite part of the movie was the chunk between the high school scene in the beginning and when they're like actually on the run in the fields. There's a little interim segment where nobody knows what's going on and nobody has a hypothesis. I liked, you know, when they were at the bus station and it was like everybody, there was a nervous vibe, you know, people weren't clawing at each other trying to get tickets. It was like, People, you know, were watching the the TV screens, looking at the news updates, trying to figure it out and trying to get out of town. So I thought that was really realistic because it it's kind of, you know, the threat is very is unseen. Nobody knows what's going on, but just people are very unsettled by it, and they know they have to get out. Um, and leading up to when the train kind of stops and they're at the cafe in this small town, and it's like. The di- it's like a small town diner and it gets overrun by all the um, all the passengers from the train just because there's too many people. Like the lines that are in front of the bathroom, the crowd of people who are up at the front counter. It, that felt so real to me and it was like, oh shit, we're on some kind of adventure now because now they're stuck in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I had my gripes about so many things about those scenes. I can't even get into it. Um, but <laughs> Like the like lion... The j- the lion video. Oh, don't please don't talk about please don't talk about the lion. Some, I'm not lion. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's, we're not gonna uh, talk about that. Yeah, that's some pretty bad CGI. I don't okay, know, you know what? I I, I will I will address the lion for this reason. So there's a scene where they show a, a lady pulls out her her uh, iPhone, her first generation iPhone, and it shows a video that someone apparently posted on the internet of the Philadelphia Zoo. And it's got someone who jumped into the lion's pen and uh, he decides to go antagonize the lions and the lions eat him because that, you know, he's lost his mind. He's been affected by this plant airborne toxin and he decided to kill themselves himself. So he goes in and the lions just start tearing apart his arms. Maybe one of the worst scenes in the movie. And I, I think where M night failed on this is I honestly couldn't help, but compare this to signs and the birthday party video. Yes! That video was like, everybody was panicking and everybody was losing their minds appropriately and yet you couldn't see anything. And then you finally see something for a brief moment and they go crazier. And it it felt so real where this was almost the exact opposite. I don't know why he did this. You actually show way too much and the reaction was way too little. Like Laura said, there wasn't enough urgency in this movie. Like you see this guy's arms getting ripped off. And number one, nobody in the video is trying to tell this guy, get the hell out of the lion's cage, yelling at him. What are you doing there? There's no panic. Once he gets eaten, people start screaming. But by then it's too late. You're not convinced anymore. And then two, the lady who's got her uh, cell phone open showing this video, her what she says, she goes, Oh, mother of God, what kind of terrorists are these? <laughs> That's your line? That's what you say when you see a guy's arms get ripped off by a lion? It, again, that, I, had a, it, I don't know what he, was, what he was thinking, making these people say this and doing it like this. It was really, uh, mm-hmm. really crazy. But that, that really bugged me. But yeah, I, I have to say, though, like the general vibe of the progression, the fact that this whole movie transpired over for the most part 24 hours and they start from like an urban area and they end out in the in the country and they have to overcome all these hurdles i don't know i thought it was interesting um 
I felt like I was there with them in that, in that crowded diner in a place that they don't know where they're at. So I, that was kind of my favorite part of the movie was like uncharted territory in your own backyard. You know, that was kind of cool. Um, and, and being on the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I feel like being on the run, it's, it's very zombie S too, right? Like in a yes. zombie film, people are running from home and like just trying to survive and get to where their safety. And so in that mm-hmm. way, I kind of see that, but yeah, Greg, you nailed the whole lion scene. That is word for word. Exactly. What went through my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, positives for me, you know, I definitely, I really like John Leguizamo in this movie. Yes. He I, think, it. Yeah. I think he is like the only one that M Knight didn't give a shit about what he was doing apparently. So, so Lock Leguizamo was able just to do what he wanted and be a good actor and make up his yeah. own lines or something because his lines seemed so real and his reactions were real. And it, it was, he clearly was the only one to me that, was actually you know trying or, or whatever directed correctly like taking it seriously though yeah like he was he, the only one i was so i forgot that he died like what halfway through this movie and i was so bummed to being like damn there goes your your best actor in this movie yeah. Shit. you know what are you gonna do now um but i really my, that's only that's one of my only positives was john Leguizamo. i really liked him i thought he was really good in this movie that's an excellent yes yeah i 100 percent agree with you yeah. Um, yeah. Let's. Uh, we're. I mean, do we need to talk about negatives? <laughs> do we need to talk about? I mean, do you guys? Any of you want to spot out? Uh, let's actually. Do you guys? Does anybody have like a favorite scene? Like, okay. Like, I, I. I have two lines okay, that right. I, I just. And you guys, this may be your most hated scene, but I oh, really. God. I laughed and I love them, and it's it's the two Mark Wahlberg lines. The first one is where he's like indoors and he goes he's like taught he sees a uh and, you know they're running from the trees and they, they discover that it's the it's something in the air that the trees are releasing it's killing everybody so they go indoors and then he sees a tree just like this it's plastic <laughs> and you go and he starts talking to it he's like hey you know i i don't mean any harm to you um i'm just here i don't know what he says something along those lines mm-hmm. and he gets up close to uh, close enough to it to realize that it's a fake tree and then he goes plastic talking to a plastic plant still talking to it still doing it (laughs) that was so funny to me because honestly the reason why i like that was because in crisis situations you do crazy shit honestly like i think that you would do anything to get out of uh, a scary situation that you have no idea what it's about so honestly if you're in a situation where you think that the trees are sprouting um spores and seeds through the air to kill you you see a tree indoors you would you would do the same thing i think and that was so funny to me and then the other line was the cough syrup line that was that was funny oh my god, god. i loved it i loved it Jesus i was horrible Christ. i was horrible greg i was horrible i laughed i hate it i yeah, laughed so hard <laughs> it's so bad yeah. and like the sad thing is is like mark Wahlberg was in ted he can do comedy Yet this was so bad. It was like, what is happening? Oh my God. And also mind you, that whole plastic plant scene I thought was so fucking stupid, but here Greg reenacts it and I'm laughing. That just (laughs) shows you like it's not executed well. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this movie M Night was literally telling Mark Wahlberg, no, say it like this. This is how you're gonna yeah. say it. Say it like this. Because like you said, Mark Wahlberg, when he's able to just kind of like do his own thing, whether it's Ted or the other guys with Will Farrell or Daddy yeah. or Daddy's home, like he's funny and he does and he doesn't sound like fully like over the top Boston Mark Wahlberg. He just sounds like himself more or less. But for some reason this yeah. movie M. Night really directed him to lay into who you are and say things like this. Don't and don't like do it normally. Don't be like organic and natural. Say it like you're reading off a script. And it's just it's just so weird. You know, well, same with Zoe Deschanel. She is yeah. very natural yeah. in everything she's in. And she her voice was a little higher. And it was almost like her lines were not like even with the pace like when she talks, she has me like this and it would be crazy. And then her yeah. eyes would get all big. And and then in the next scene, she'd be monotone like, oh, Elliot, what is yeah. happening? And it was like, M. Night is clearly telling them to like, yeah. be weird, be blank, be, I, I don't know. It just it there didn't was that scene in the beginning where, remember, she hit, was getting these calls from this guy that she had lunch with one time. And... Mark Wall, you know, Elliot's getting ready to go so they can get out of town. And she like tries to close the phone and act all nonchalant about it. And it was like, you were clearly directed to over-exaggerate that. Cause she goes like, she does this, people who are hearing can't see me, but she goes like. Drake's like <laughs> blinking his eyes a lot right now. Mm. Oh, oh, like she stares at the ceiling when she couldn't, it was so overacted. And then yeah. it was like a, a, like a pregnant pause. It's just so bad. I just thought. Who told you to do that? Oh, yeah. I know who told you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only line I wrote down from this movie because I thought it was, it was hilarious, but I know it wasn't supposed to be hilarious. Is the part where where uh, Mark Wahlberg is in the fields and he's trying to calculate what's going on, like a scientist, and he's like he's like yelling at himself, like you know, f- uh, whatever, find the variables, and then he gets like all irritated and he's like, find the variables, douchebag. You know, like like saying it to himself, and I just like what a stupid line! Like what a ridiculous <laughs> line this guy says. You know, it was crazy. Well, what about right after that? When those kids, there's that kid, there's that little kid who goes, "Hey, man, you have to show responsibility in your relationships." And I'm like, "Oh, I actually did like that scene, though. I laughed at that scene. I laughed like, at who that. Who the fuck are you, kid? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, you I thought I thought that was pretty funny when like the kids are trying to give him like relationship advice. He's like, you got to respect the woman, you know? And I, I actually chuckled at that part. That was like one of the only parts I thought was like, Oh, it's pretty funny. You know? God. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, you, you guys, you got, you, you got to talk about the scene where the grandma at the end, what was her name? Mrs. Jones comes out and she sees Mark Wahlberg. And she's like, plan on stealing something. Oh no, I'm still stuck on the fact that she's like, <laughs> why you eyeing my lemon drink? I, I mean, like, that's my, that actually I think is my favorite line of the movie and what made me drink this double lemon drink that I drank. So, by the way, in that scene, I didn't understand when they first got to her house and she says that he's standing on the porch and he literally doesn't say a word to her. <laughs> just what like, was that about? I don't know. Yeah. At that point, you're just like, this movie needs to end. <laughs> I, Wait, can I just can I just say, Greg, when we first hopped on, you were like, I can't wait to tell you guys why I loved this movie. <laughs> you literally are saying you're taking words out of my mouth when you describe it. You clearly think this movie is a travesty. Like, what is happening? 
We're going to get to the conclusion of, of why I liked it, though. So you're going to talk about how you hated it the whole way, and then you're going to go, so in essence, I actually liked this movie because it was so perfectly bad. He was going to do, he's going to do an M. Night twist at the end. That's oh, why. my yeah. God. Um, the only other question I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about real quickly before we kind of get to the end of this movie here a bit is just the uh, the whole, like, John Leguizamo and his daughter uh, scenario. And would you... I wanted to ask you guys, would you have just left the daughter with Mark Wahlberg? Cause uh, my wife, when she watched it was like, I would never would have left her. Yeah. You know? So I actually had this same thought, but then I had to like, kind of, so I, I originally agreed, like, why are you leaving your kid? However, then I had to kind of go back and think that we haven't really had the backstory on this friendship. Mm. And Mm -hmm. it's clear that the two teachers were like best friends. So already you have this relationship, but even though, you know, maybe Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel have not been married that long. It's clear that she was also a big part of their life because as much as, um, you know, the friend's character is like, Oh, whatever. She didn't want to get married, man. Like screw her. Mm -hmm. Her daughter is like, Hi, Auntie Alma. So, like, they clearly have a relationship. And that those were actually the only scenes where Zoe Deschanel is normal, is when yeah. she's talking to Jess, which works mm-hmm. for the film, too, because, like, clearly she's taking very good care of her and she knows kind of what to say and what to do. Um, and, and so then I kind of had to tell myself, like, okay, you know, maybe they're they're that good of friends. Like, they're very close. Maybe mm-hmm. there's not any other family Maybe none of them have any other family like close by or alive. Um, and maybe they're like godparent material, right? In yeah. which case mm-hmm. he's like, I need to go get my wife, the love of my life. And I'm leaving my daughter, not only in care of two people who I trust out of everyone, but he's kind of looking at it mathematically like, well, it's safer here than it is where I'm going. So I'm leaving her in safety. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I had to kind of talk myself out of yeah. that. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. Sense. Yeah. I, I do like the line where he tells the Zoe they Chanel, like, you if you take her hand, you better mean it. Yeah. I thought that was and that's another one where it's like great delivery by John Leguizamo. You know, great delivery of just like, damn, like I felt that one. Like that the the concern, the anger, yeah. the angst, like it was all there. Like I said, dude, John Leguizamo was the best in this movie. Yeah, he well, really is. La- yeah. Last episode on, on our Scream episode, I, I introduced this movie as starring with John Leguizamo. So. You did. Oh, and I was through me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's me true. So good. Yeah. Yeah. This should have been the John Leguizamo movie. Shit. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get to the end here. Let's wrap it up a bit. Uh, Greg, do you want to do your miraculous uh, Phoenix Rising from the Dickens here? You're doing a Diggins? Give me a little sound. Oh, okay, all right. Let me get your drop here. Okay, all right. Oh my god! <laughs> Can I talk about? <laughs> all right, we got uh, <laughs> we got Graves out here, and he has a Laura. Do you want to describe what what Gra- what Graves is wearing? It looks like he gl- hot glued a bunch of baby spinach to a hat. I am very confused. <laughs> is this, this is me is, trying to blend in with my environment? So I've got like a plant hat. This is like this is here. like eco Graves. How did you yeah. how did you make that? Please tell us. We we've got hedges out in the front yard. I just <laughs> grabbed some and I taped it to this hat. 
Man, you, you got you got balls, Graves. To after watching a movie about plants that want to hurt us, you're going and slashing off their leaves. I was actually uh, thinking the opposite. Like I was thinking that it would help me blend in, but based on that logic, you're right. I'm I'm kind of a target now. Yeah, they're pissed. Did you use the Mark Wahlberg line? You were like, I'm not here to harm you. I just need a couple of leaves for a show. I did. I, I just walked out. I'm like, I'm not scared anymore. And they didn't, and nothing happened to me. So, okay. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> so what do you, what do you got Graves? What do you, what do you got going on tonight? Yeah. Look, I wouldn't say that I love this movie, but I, I really liked it because of, of this, you know, um, concept. The fact that, well, first of all, there are scary aspects of this movie. The first one being the notion, you know, that the thing that we need the most, which is the air, right? And a lot of people think, oh, we need food. We need each other. We need water. No, no, no. The first thing you need is air. You can't go more than a couple of minutes without oxygen, without air. Okay. And that's the thing that's turning on us. That's terrifying. I have never seen that in a, in a movie where the air you breathe, you can't see it. It's actually, that's your enemy. The second one is, is the idea of um, losing your mind and turning on yourself. That was scary. I, I think it's scary enough to, to see people turn into zombies and come after you. But if you turn and you harm yourself, you know, the idea of like chemically driven self-harm, that was something that you, you guys have to admit, that's never been done before. Mm-hmm. That And that was really creepy. Um, but the main thing is like, And again, I actually think, although I have to admit, there's so much bad stuff in this movie to give it a bad rating. It is a perfect example of why I unfortunately will continue to watch M. Night Shyamalan movies, you know, despite knowing the fact that I'm taking a big risk that I'm walking to a train wreck because the thing is that I respect the most that he's always trying to do something unique, you know, and as much as I hated like the visit and, you know, I got to respect the guy for trying to do something new and unique. And like, I, I, I really appreciate that. And you know that he's going to give it his all, even though it's messed up in some ways and disjointed or misguided. Um, and I, I like that about it. And I feel like this is the type of movie that it, it gives you enough to think about later. A lot of people go into movies thinking like, okay, I want it to entertain me for two and a half hours. Well, unfortunately, this movie didn't really do that. But I thought toward the end, which we'll talk about the ending, it gives you enough to think about after you leave the movie. And this goes back to what we've, what we've been discussing over the last several weeks. Like, well, what are we taking out of these movies? And I found out through myself, that's something that I really value a lot is what do I take after I, the credits start rolling? And for this, this movie was one of those, as bad as the acting and directing was, I took from it like a lot of the warning signs and the lessons and the, the thought nuggets that they wanted to leave you with uh, when it was over yeah okay uh, all right <laughs> all right uh thanks thanks graves so let's get greg back here so we can get to the end of this movie so we're gonna put you back in your coffin there <laughs> can i talk about all right, we got we got Greg back now. Greg's back, so let's uh let's get to the ending here. Let's talk about the ending of this movie. Um, Laura, do you want to describe kind of what's going on at the end of this movie? Yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about the end because, like I said earlier, they they kind of tell you the end in the beginning. It all comes down to the fact that it's a phenomenon of nature that, unfortunately, science sometimes just falls short and can't explain, and uh, it's just it's just gonna happen i hate to use that word um and 
And, and especially because, you know, when things seem like everyone's screwed and it's doom and gloom and then Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel come out to die, essentially die together in the breeze with the wind blowing so threateningly through the grass, you know, super scary. Um, all of a sudden it just stops in that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it's, that's not it. That's not the ending. That's not how it's going to end. So, you know, it, they think they're going to die. It just so happens to stop in that moment. So uh, the toxins were only spread in one part of one country for about 24 hours. Um, and then they survive. And then it's like a year later or something. I forget the timeline. Um, and, and they show that they've moved on. They've adopted Jess and uh, Zoe Deschanel's pregnant. So their marriage is better. I hope. <laughs> uh babies don't fix marriages everyone anyway yeah yeah there's no there's, uh, there's, there's no no more no more tiramisu no more tiramisu no more tiramisu late night tiramisu um and you see someone's tv i think i forget who's showing in the background what looks like a, like a mad scientist everyone's kind of making fun of him saying like there's a theory that this is just like a precursor this was like a test in a way uh, and then sure enough, we then see a scene from uh, Paris, France, where everyone starts to exhibit the same symptoms. They stop in their tracks and their confused speech. And then that's when the movie cuts. So, yeah, I just felt like the ending didn't do anything for me because, A, like I said, kind of mentioned from the get-go, um, hinted at, and it, it never ends that easy, right? So it's not like there, it was just going to be a happy ending after everything. Yeah, I, I would have loved of like if this. I mean, it sucks that this movie like bombed. You know, it made a lot of money. I mean, it made one hundred and sixty three million dollars. You know, it made its money, yeah, but just it got it got canned on reviews. So of course, it's not going to get a sequel. But I would have loved that like this turned into like kind of like the paranormal franchise where it's like, yeah, get another director, have them go make a movie about what happened in France, you know, like the, the, like the purge movies, you know, go to another country. And then this is happening in another country, but of course, different directors lit, like, you know, say like a French director, do it or somebody like Denny Villeneuve or something like that. that has like a great, like artistic view on it. Cause like we said from the beginning, like this is a great premise, you know, and like put it in another hands of another director that wants to take this premise and do it in another country. It'd p- probably be fucking awesome. It just yeah. sucks. It just sucks that like what happened in this movie. I know we keep saying damn happened. We can't stop saying it, but it sucks that it just <laughs> killed this idea. You know what I mean? It just killed it because this had so much potential of being like something really cool if he could have kept going with it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I agree. But I, I actually think that, like Greg slash Graves was saying, the premise is so realistic. And with the ending that we got, if this were a test, I think that, in my opinion, there is no sequel. Because once you see that scene in France, to me, now we're talking world worldwide. Uh-huh. Kind of like us right now. Mm-hmm. Pandemic. Like, it's it's everyone. It's everyone's fucked unless you have that respirator gas mask that those two random old ladies had in like one (laughs) scene in this movie Mm -hmm. that's it yeah yeah uh so what what about you greg what did you kind of think of the ending of this movie i i have to admit i really was so bugged by the fact that they're in the they're in these different rooms mark Wahlberg is in the house zoe de chanel and the kid they're like in this separate house 
and they're like, oh, it's so unbearable. I can't be without you. I'm not afraid. And they both immediately within five minutes of being separate from each other, go out into the open and like embrace. Uh, to die. Was it to die? I Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they thought they, that they were going to die. Yeah. Like what? See, yep. this is my thing. It's if you're we've been presented with a two hour long survival movie. Why suddenly are they uh, ready to die? I mean, here's the thing. Look, realistically, again, and they haven't been playing the realism card, admittedly, so maybe this is unfair, but realistically, make a household mask. Get like a piece of cloth, put it over your mouth, and then walk 100 feet and go see your girlfriend, bro, or your wife. I That was crazy. Like, why did you leave your respective hiding spots, you know, so soon? I don't know if I got if I understood why, again, this is more of the realism thing, you know, where you're sitting there and you're thinking, what would you do? At least M night, look, give me a montage. Show me that they've been waiting there for like 15 days. And they're like, okay, I've, I've had enough of being separate. That ending that, that really bugged me. Um, It was interesting, but I have to say, I did love how I loved how it was like a, a warning that we're screwing over this earth. And you, you have to like, we all love humanity. We all love being here. We all love the life that we get to live, but no one can deny that we are all screwing up this planet. It's so you have to admit that. So with the fact that the planet is like fighting back, it is so is such an intriguing concept to me um, that has never been presented so boldly in a movie before. Um, and I thought, they left it kind of open-ended and it was sort of a, a message, like a fortune cookie thing. Like, think about this when this movie's over, think about it, think about what you're doing. The planet could fight back, you know? Um, I, so I, I actually liked how it ended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's just, let's just go to our ratings. Let's go to our ratings now, you know? Um, so let's do one to five for this movie. Um, so let's do, let's do how many trees, how many trees and uh, how big or how small is are, is your tree? So is it like a little tiny tree? Is it a big giant oak tree? What type of trees are you giving it? One to five. Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Laura because I, I kind of want to start with Laura and just kind of see what this tree it looks like. <laughs> so so Laura, how many how many trees are you giving this movie? Look, it. I agree with Greg and that it is a cool concept, but like I said before. It is very important to rate movies, not just on what is being said, but how it's being said. And that fell so short for me and I think for most other people. So I am giving this (laughs) 1.5 fake ass tiny plastic trees, (laughs) which means means that I am going to have to bump my killer clowns rating again because Mm -hmm. killer clowns at least knew what it was trying to be and it really irks me that m night was so serious about this and then later came back and was like oh it was a b comedy oh my god no hell no is that what m night sounds like I don't know. That's just how I sound in my head thinking about how he said this. So I am bumping my Killer Clowns rating to 2.5. 2.5. Wow. Do you remember where you started on Killer Clowns? Didn't you start with like a point two? 
Yeah. It was and now it's well. up to a 2.5. Wow. Yeah. That is, that is amazing. Wow. Wow. So, so you're giving this, what are you giving this again? I just, I just started thinking about killer clowns. So I didn't even think about this movie anymore. <laughs> I give this a 1.5. 1.5, 1.5, like fake plastic plants, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. All right, Greg, uh, what about you, Greg? How many, how many trees are you giving this movie plants? Uh, and what are they looking like? It is with great risk to my personal credibility that I give this movie <laughs> two and a half trees. I'm going to say that the trees are two full trees and a half oh, of a tree that are fully planted <laughs> in the ground with deep roots, but above the surface, they're completely bare. I actually, unfortunately, agree with Laura. Execution is a huge part. They bombed on the personal aspect, on the acting. So they're, these two and a half trees just have, they've got branches. Yeah, I mean, the graphics was good. The, you know, a lot of the content and the, transitions were good but just the acting was bad so i'm two and a half deeply rooted but totally barren trees Hmm. okay okay all right um yeah for me man i think um man i think i'm with laura here i think um oh man what's uh, man do you have the docket open laura i want to know what my lowest rated movie is is it i mean i I mean i know it's one of greg's movies but is (laughs) it uh is it the faculty your lowest hang on i gotta move the plant uh oh, be careful. Be careful. <laughs> the faculty. The faculty is a point five. I give the faculty a point five. Dude, yeah, oh exactly. <laughs> Can you increase it the way that Laura increased her killer clowns rating? No, I'm not increasing <laughs> it. I'm not increasing it. <laughs> also, I now have the highest killer clowns rating. Yours is above Rob's? Well, mine started at two. Laura's been going up over the past like two months. Yeah, I'm comparing things to it because I thought that was so bad. And then when I see things and I'm like, but that was really bad. Yeah, I'm increasing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So funny. Um, okay. Yeah. So so I'm I'm gonna say, man, that's crazy. That I was trying to get a number to compare this to because so the faculty I gave a point five then so I got to give this a point two because oh, well. it's, it's 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 worse than the faculty this movie is worse than the faculty I agree I agree why don't you increase the faculty rating that's the only logical next step. oh no the faculty the faculty did not get better <laughs> the movie did not get better by comparison that is crazy so you now have the lowest rating yeah of, of anybody on anybody. oh we're going to continue that streak you can bet on it i'm glad i'm glad yeah so i'm giving this a point two point two uh little baby baby spores two baby seeds of a tree you know that's 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 about all it is you know yeah sorry man sorry greg expect you more know. of it i mean my my <laughs> list from now on is just going to be a chasm of infinite despair of movies that <laughs> should have been good but were not executed properly so Get ready in three weeks. Okay. All right. Oh man, that's that's crazy. I'm excited then. Okay. I know because I, I was going to ask you, Laura, of like if you had to choose between the faculty and the happening, and you had to watch one of those movies. For, that's all you could watch the rest of your life. Which one would you choose? The faculty. The faculty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I know. At least it has yeah. the '90s and the good music. It's like yeah. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. That's this true. Movie had yeah. nothing. I know. See, M. Night needed M. Night needed more offspring, and then he might have got a better movie. Yeah, there you go. Dang, crazy. Hmm. Wow, Love sorry, Greg. Yeah. So, so for me, uh, next week's my movie pick. So next week I am doing uh, 1982's The Thing. Oh my god! Ooh, I'm doing The wow. Thing. So that's that's actually a good movie, Laura. So you're welcome. 
You know, mm-hmm. and I don't think you've seen it, right? Laura? I haven't. No. I remember this like long time ago when we talked about it, and I put it put it in my notes of like I gotta watch that because I know Laura's never seen it. Have you guys seen it? I've seen it a long time ago. Um, this is Kurt Russell. This is the I guess technically it's not the original. The original was in like the fifties or something like that. But this is the this is the most famous thing. This is Kurt Russell and this one. This is John Carpenter. John Carpenter's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Damn. This is like one that, you know, lately on Twitter, a lot of people have been, you know, talking about top five horror movies of all time. And this is always in the top five. All right. So, so when I keep, when I hear that Laura never saw it, I was like, I gotta pick this and watch it, you know? I'm excited. Yeah, we can make up some slack after the happening. So this is a good follow up, you know? Mm -hmm. No slack to make up. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, (laughs) 2.5, get out of (laughs) here. (laughs) oh that's funny that's funny yeah so uh if anybody wants to email in uh let us know what other movies we can possibly consider what other movies greg can try to get above a 0.2 rating would be awesome (laughs) um you can email in conjecturingpod at gmail you can hit us up twitter instagram at conjecturingpod also remember subscribe rate review wherever you listen to your podcast Uh, and this has been the conjecturing i've been rob and laura and greg Yeah, until next time, remember, horror is subjective, so conjecture away. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. the Harvard Yard. There you go. There's the end sound bite. Good job.